This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, July 14, 2009. I'm Caleb Brown. The twin nuclear threats of North Korea and Iran have been complicated further by the illness and secession plans of dictator Kim Jong-il and the election-driven unrest in Iran. How should the U.S. respond? Ted Galen Carpenter, the Cato Institute's Vice President for Defense and Foreign Policy Studies, comments. The prospects for successful negotiations with regard to North Korea uh, have been fading badly. They were never all that great. But given the questions about the succession in North Korea, given Pyongyang's actions over the past uh, three months or so, the various missile tests, the nuclear tests, the announced withdrawal from the six-party talks, the rescinding, at least officially, of the Korean armistice, all suggest that uh, the North Korean government is determined to become a nuclear weapon state and that negotiations are not likely to dissuade that country. With regard to Iran, the prospects for negotiations uh, may be even worse. Uh, The negotiations have been going essentially nowhere for a long time. The United States and its allies insisted that uh, Iran renounce uh, its nuclear enrichment program, and that was essentially a deal-breaker in in all cases. And now, with the domestic turmoil there, the apparent victory of the clerical hardliners and the suppression of the opposition— It is domestically uh, awkward, to put it mildly, for the Obama administration to even talk about negotiations with Iran. Who would they talk to? Well, right now, uh, I guess it would be uh, officially President Ahmadinejad. Uh, In reality, it would be the Ayatollah Khamenei who holds the real power there. But there would be tremendous opposition in the United States to any kind of initiative that suggested uh, flexibility on the part of the U.S. that we were thereby appeasing the hardliners. In the six months or so since he's become president, what has President Obama done to, uh, we hear a lot of the word about the word reset when it comes to dealing with uh, Russia uh, and, and some other countries, but what has he done to attempt to reset uh, with Iran and North Korea? With Iran, he did make uh, an initial uh, effort to try to repair ties, to try to create the foundation for effective negotiations. And had the Iranian election gone smoothly, even if Ahmadinejad had won an honest victory, I think that effort probably would have gone forward. If there had been a reformist government under Mosavi, uh, that effort, I think, might have gone forward rather rapidly. But given what has occurred now, uh, I would say at a minimum, President Obama's effort to repair ties will be put on the back burner for an extended period. North Korea pretty much preempted anything that Obama wanted to do. Uh, Almost out of the gate, Pyongyang was taking a highly confrontational policy and showing every indication that it was moving forward rapidly with both its missile and nuclear programs. Given the tensions that North Korea is uh, creating for the region, does this provide an opportunity to help make uh, North Korea's uh, nuclear ambitions a problem for the region rather than mainly for the United States? Certainly the U.S. ought to take steps to uh, make the regional 
neighbors of North Korea uh, be on the front lines of dealing with this problem. Everybody tends to look to the United States. And to some extent, that's understandable because the main things North Korea says that it wants, only the U.S. can provide. A treaty ending the Korean War formally, uh, the lifting of economic sanctions, uh, diplomatic recognition, a non-aggression pledge, a, a commitment from the United States that we would not use force to unseat the North Korean government. Uh, Japan, South Korea, Russia, and China can't provide those things. Only the United States can. On the other hand, uh, the countries that are adjacent to North Korea ought to be the ones most concerned about the prospect of a rather erratic regime possessing nuclear weapons. I was in China uh, in June, and I can tell you that uh, Chinese scholars and officials are greatly agitated by what's going on uh, with Pyongyang, but they seem at a loss about what to do about it, other than urging the United States to be patient and flexible. What other options do we have, uh, assuming negotiations do simply fail? The option that the Obama administration uh, seems to be pursuing and the other countries have at least signed on to is to tighten sanctions, to try to increase North Korea's isolation. In some respects, that's uh, similar to what we're trying to do with Iran. I've always questioned the wisdom of that kind of strategy because it really is an all-or-nothing strategy. If sanctions actually cause these governments to give up their nuclear programs, well, then the policy works. But if they still go forward and develop nuclear weapons, then you have the worst of all possible combinations, namely nuclear-armed countries with whom we have no productive relations. That's very dangerous. Also, trying to isolate those countries economically and deny them income from legitimate economic activities greatly increases the incentive for them to sell the, the assets that they have, namely missile and nuclear technology, to anyone with a, a checkbook. And that is a very unpleasant outcome for everybody concerned. Hasn't North Korea gone a significant distance toward isolating itself in many ways? Indeed it has, but there are signs that uh, at least some elements within the North Korean political elite want to break out of that isolation, uh, probably emulate at least some of the economic reforms that China adopted uh, three decades ago and uh, achieve a more normal status within the international community. That's a tendency we ought to be encouraging, not, uh, not thwarting. Does it really matter how uh, the, administra the Obama administration has responded to the elections in Iran with regard to uh, dealing with the potential nuclear threat? Well, I think it matters if uh, the tentative efforts that are rapprochement between Washington and Tehran uh, that erodes and then we really have no significant negotiations on the nuclear issue while Iran goes forward. I mean, they're building more centrifuges. That program is progressing, uh, perhaps not at a, a, a breathtaking rate, but it is going forward. Ted Galen Carpenter is Vice President for Defense and Foreign Policy Studies at the Cato Institute. You can read more of his work and order any of his numerous books at Cato.org.